Welcome to the DTF Printing Podcast. I'm Adrian Palmer, Editor-in-Chief of DTF.com. I'm here with Tyler Springer, co-owner of Springer Design in Goshen, Indiana. Today we're chatting about the growth that's occurred since launching in his college apartment and what role DTF has in his business today. Tyler, can you share the story of how Springer Design came to be? Yeah, so um, myself and my business partner, we graduated in 2008 which was right at the Great Recession. And we thought, what a wonderful way to start our careers by starting a company, t-shirt company out of our college apartment. We were dumb enough to do it. So we were just t-shirt slanging. My business partner was handling all the artwork. I was doing the business side and sales. Uh, so it was just a lot of hustling with college stuff and local um, coaches and things like that. I played basketball in college and uh, my business partner played baseball. So. We had a pretty good network, at least with um, with some college uh, coaches and their networks and stuff like that. We tapped into. So yeah, we were doing screen printing. We were like, we went to an ASI show our senior year, and we were like, okay, we found some good contacts uh, for contract work. So we're like, sweet, we're gonna do this. We outsourcing uh, right away to. Um, you know, some places up in Chicago, we're up in Northern Indiana. So we're about two hours from Chicago. So there's plenty of contract printers up there. So we were placing orders in our college apartment and then getting them drop shipped to the printed and mailing room at our, at our small college we went to. And they were getting pretty upset with us by the, you know, when they started getting, you know, 10 to 20 boxes in, uh, you know, every couple of days for us. Um, so we did that for a while and then we started looking online and we're like, we gotta, you know, we were just looking at how much money we were spending on contract printing and we're like, we gotta be able to do this ourselves. Like we've been in other shops. We're like, can't be that hard. Right. And thank God we we're in a time of the, in the world when YouTube was a recently new thing. So, you know, a lot of YouTube binge watching and how to's and, you know, we were watching, um, you know, Ryanette videos and screen printing supplies and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, we bought a little green Ryanette four color, four station prints. Um, and we rented our senior year. We rented a uh, 900 square foot building in downtown Goshen. And I think the address was like, had a half in it. It was like one nineteen and a half. Um, so we're doing that and just hustling. Um, yeah, so side note, we found out that screen printing has a lot more variables and it's a lot harder to do. So we were, you know, working at all times of hours, you know, hit enhanced dates, um, you know, got spoilage rate was probably like 50% for our first couple of jobs that we were having to replace. You know, fast forward, we just keep growing. Uh, we started getting into automatics, uh, more, you know, improving processes and building our clientele list where we're the last couple of years pre COVID we were launching, um, we were up to like 17 employees. Um, we brought in embroidery machines before then, you know, we do lots of corporate work. Uh, also we do quite a bit of schools and teams and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, so we were starting to get known for our quality of screen printing. Um, so we started having a lot of places reach out to us for to do contract stuff. And we're like, oh, awesome. Yeah, we'll fill our production schedule and keeping our presses moving. Um, 
And what we soon started finding out was that was just like cannibalizing our market share. And it was, you know, I'm getting, we, we have a couple sales reps and they're getting irate with me because they're like, why is my stuff not getting done when we're doing this for, we're making somebody else money, you know, so we're just waning badly in that day in and day out. Um, and then we actually, this, when was it last year? So I was starting to systematically fire contract accounts. Um, and, but we still had a sizable percentage, um, I'd say unhealthy percentage of contract labor um, or contract accounts that we were doing for. And then last year we, I, it was one of my accounts uh, that I was doing contract for and we just lost our shirt on it. It was a huge jacket order and it was a tight time frame. I made some assumptions that I shouldn't have. We sewed the size breakdown. It was like three different logos for these same jackets. We picked wrong and or I picked wrong and we blew. We had to replace like, I don't even know, $15,000, $20,000 worth of blanks and then tie up production time to sew them um, during fourth quarter for Christmas. So as you can imagine, a lot of you know, coming to Jesus moments at that. So we just made an assertive effort. Uh, we'd seen DTF printing at that time. Uh, we were toying with it um, with mixed reviews. And then we just started making this assertive effort where in January of this last year, we we're just like, okay, let's scrap everything we know. Let's, let's re-engineer this. Let's remove all of our tribal knowledge. Let's try to look at this 100% through the eyes of the consumer. What are the things that's adding value? What's not? Because, you know, in our, in the decorative apparel industry, I'm a big believer that, you know, it's a, it's a large industry, but it's niche, right? And everybody kind of has their opinions and they're like, no, we do it this way. And and I'm like, I don't really care. Like the consumers who's driving us, right? I don't care if you use a 110 mesh, on a screen print or 160, but there's guys that are out there that will die on that hill, right? Customer doesn't care. The, and really the customer doesn't care you taking time to explain that to them. They don't care. They want to know, am I getting a good price at a good turnaround time? Is it looking like the art approval? Um, and how's that end quality? Is the quality good, right? Um, so that was one of the things we were really struggling with because even with we had our own retail and user customers. You know, we got rid of the contract stuff, but we're still having to make judgment calls, right? Cause you're still Photoshopping our approvals. So, and everyone's screen resolution is a little bit different. Uh, you know, we're dealing with um, screen print supply vendors that have different stock colors. And it's like, okay, are we custom mixing this? Are we not, are we using the closest thing? So there's, you know, when we looked in January at our flow, it was just like, there's, there's multiple times throughout the process that people are having to make subjective calls and it's just not sustainable doing it that way. So, and then it's like inevitably, right? You do a kid's youth soccer program and hey, little Jimmy forgot, his mom forgot to put in the order and we need one more jersey. And it's like, okay, well, that was a six color front and a three color back. And it's like, so who are we going to make upset? Are we going to say, 
no, you didn't follow what process or are we going to make the mom and the kid, are we really going to make a kid not have a Jersey because the parent messed up? We didn't like that. Um, so we started doing, we started really taking an assertive effort on finding vendors that could, you know, hit our due dates and the quality was out there. Cause there's such a huge spectrum still, you know, DTF still a little bit of the wild west. It's getting super better. Um, but you know, we're, we started doing that. Um, and then kind of what we started finding out was, okay, this is awesome. Like the customer is getting exactly what they want. Cause they're, it's exactly what the heart approval looks like. There's no subjectiveness that has to happen. Um, we do, we've started doing lots of e-commerce stores, um, lots of spirit wear. So the workflows on that, we're actually able to not force our customers to buy a bunch of inventory and stock it. And we can just do it on demand. We stock the DTFs, you know, big deal, but we're not having to say, Hey, you want to run a program with us? You've got to, you know, put $50,000 of inventory in it. So really easy for our customers to say yes to. Um, and again, they're, they're getting exactly what they want. All the things that we, when we re-engineered this in last January, it's checking all the boxes and our customers are having such a better experience. Um, they're getting their things in, if not the same turnaround time, probably a day or two ahead of everything. Um, and then when we're doing spare words, we actually have a receiving team just like put, they're actually pre-bagging orders and then putting the imprints in those bags. So it's you're just taking all the, um, it, the thought process out of our production. You're not, they're not having to think about it. They're just like, grab a bag, everything's in there, and then they're able to do it as opposed to having to lay out everything. What imprints are these getting? What prints are these getting? And then, and then print and cross your fingers that, you know, a flash unit doesn't burn a hoodie and you know, then you have to reset up everything and communicate with the client. So our spoilage has pretty much went to zero. Our end users are way more excited, way more happy. Um, we're able just to do so many cool things with DTS. We've actually done, um, you know, it's not new to the industry, but we actually do what's called, uh, we call it internally digital digital embroidery. So we actually just take a converted uh, DST file and then match it to DTF so it looks like embroidery. Um, our customers are loving that, especially on super thin material. So you don't have that backing. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, there's not enough good things I can say. And, you know, as the technology is gonna keep increasing, um, with this, we were just really excited for the future that DTF holds. Yeah, your spoilage rate to go from, I think you said 50% to almost zero, that's pretty incredible. And yeah, this definitely DTF um, is in infancy just so to say, oh, I started in January. That seems like not that long ago, but really DTF in general, you know, is in the beginning stages. But I think it's great that you're kind of getting in and understanding, you know, what works for you and most importantly, what works for your client, which I think has kind of been a driving force for your company since the beginning. Now, are you mm -hmm. outsourcing your DTF currently or do you have equipment in-house? We're outsourcing it currently. Um, I'm not ready to make the capital investment just because it's so new. Um, 
but yeah, like there's our profitability is through the roof compared to what it was even last year, just because, you know, when there's a, think of it, when there's a something, when a shirt gets screwed up with screen printing, like, okay, how many steps has to happen? Like somebody has to communicate with whoever the account manager purchasing agent, what got scrapped, and then we got to get it ordered and then we got to get it transit to us and then it's got to get counted in and then has to get reset up with all the screens. Uh, we have to whole production space out and in already you know if it's a tight turnaround time we have to say you know when ups gets in we're going to print it you know as soon as it gets in so we're moving things around it's just it's a mess right and you replicate that day in day out throughout a course of a year like so much wasted motion so do you still have screen printing equipment in-house or have you moved completely to outsourcing dtf we still have screen printing in-house uh we have two automatics um, we're actually looking, we're probably going to sell one of them. Um, just because we're like, we, we went from screen printing five days a week, not uncommon to print on a Saturday, at least a half a day to, we are screen printing at, um, at the most two days a week right now. And everything else is DTF. Wow. And our oh, side note, our employees love working here now because they're not covered in ink or super hot and sweaty all the time and you know i can just maneuver the production schedule it's like okay hey thursday and friday is supposed to be 110 degrees so we're not going to scrape right those days so i can move things i can move things around easily um so our, just our customers are happy we're happier our employees are happier it's honestly been probably one of the best things we've ever done that's awesome what did the training look like for your current employees who probably either knew screen printing before were heavily trained in screen printing when they started to go from, you know, maybe one to two days of doing that all of a sudden, you know, what, what does that look like for them in, in production and then working with customers? Really it's just internal workflows was the biggest thing. Cause they already had, we were already doing, you know, heat press for, you know, names and numbers. Um, but just getting away from that, like, we'll we'll do DTFs instead of, vinyl names and numbers on oftentimes um and we can get more creative with custom fonts and logos and stuff like that so we've we use printavo for shop management so it's just really changing some internal processes and statuses that okay hey when this gets approved it goes to here and then they set up a file and then it goes to purchasing agent then you know a b and c um so just in some internal training with that in terms of application it's been pretty low, um, you know, for everybody figuring that out. Like, yeah, there's there's a little bit, but I mean, it's 99% less than screen printing with all the variables that we're trying to figure out. Sure. Yeah, I always learn one extra step with screen printing that I didn't know before. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. there's that too. I come from the wide format digital print side, so DTF is a little bit easier for me to understand in general. Um, but yeah, that, that's interesting, you know, on the employee side, you know, what does that look like, but how do you decide whether you're going, this is going to be a screen printed run or DTF? Uh, it's totally based on, um, what's the turnaround time and how, and the design, like how many colors, uh, quantities, the specifics of the design and the turnaround time. If we can, 
if we can DTF print it and it makes sense in terms of, you know, did one of our account managers have to get super aggressive with pricing to secure it that, you know, it's a one color, it's a hundred shirts, you know, left chest or full, you know, big, it's a big print, but single color. Um, so the margins are tight. So yeah, we might scream for that. The default is honestly DTF now. And it's like, we're going to pull an order out of DTF only if it makes sense, which is why we've totally flipped from going from screen printing all the time. What do you think this looks like for the apparel decoration industry in general? It's a pretty big statement to say like most of the time we just go to DTF, especially because it's such a new technology. Um, what are your thoughts on when people say, oh, DTF or DTG will take over or, you know, screen printing is, is here to stay no matter what, where do you weigh in on the combo? Yeah. So again, lots of people will die on hills in this industry and I love it. Right. That's, that's great. You, you want passion in anything you do. Um, I actually just had a sales rep in from one of our vendors the other day and I was talking to him. I was actually showing him some of our digital embroidery samples and he said, Tyler, um, there's only been a handful of things that I have witnessed in our industry that has fundamentally changed our industry. I think DTF is going to be one of those things. And I said, couldn't agree with you more. I think, again, this is going to be controversial. I think DTG is, you may as well be investing in typewriters at this point. I'm sorry, companies out there that are buying it. Um, I just think the focus is going to be on DTF. I think technology is going to get better once, and it's already started, right? Like once DTF starts getting more of specialty prints and the quality and the hand of the fuels. So once you're getting glitters and puffs and all that stuff, that's going to happen with DTF at some point. You don't have to change what you're doing from a 100% polyester shirt to a 50-50 to 100% as opposed to DTG. We used to have DTG in-house and it was one of the worst purchases I've made. And it was from a reputable company. I'm not going to say the name, but the guy that's the sales rep that sold it to me, I bring it up all the time. And he's like, yeah, sorry about that. I think there's always going to be a place for screen printing, at least in the near future, just in terms of volume and all those things. Um, but I think DTF is going to really take over a lot of those parts of the industry. I think it's going to just open up um, the industry as a whole for more, I mean, the competitiveness is going to get higher, right? Cause all of a sudden I don't need, I can do under shirts with full color and it feels good and I can do it out of my house. Right. So you're going to need to focus on other spots. That's why we really made an insertive effort to go e-commerce strong. Um, cause I don't really want to fight with somebody over 25 cents a shirt that's running out of their garage and they don't have the overhead that I have, right? So we're focusing on adding value in other spots. I really like the example you gave of the soccer mom who realized, oh my gosh, we didn't order the shirt. What are we going to do? Everybody has their shirts. That's great customer service and providing a quality item, not running around trying to create something that's not going to look good. It's going to look like everybody else's and you're going to get mm -hmm. it in a short amount of time. And now your customer's happy and you're going to get some in return. So I think these short runs too, some people just may consider, oh, well, maybe that's for some type of party or some type of event. We only need 10, so we're not going to screen print. But it's 
those other maybe mishaps or mistakes. Oh, I spelled my kid's name wrong on the shirt. What can you do for me? That's that's pretty incredible. And then you become that source for them moving forward. Well, I look at it this way too. Like the vendor, the vendor as in us, we always lose. If something goes wrong, if, if it's our fault or not, the parent or the coach or the person nine times out of 10, they're not going to say, I screwed up. I'm sorry. Uh, it's it's ambiguity in talk, right? It's like, oh, we had an issue in this month. Like, we always lose, right? So if we can fix that before it's a problem, and you know, and part of our workflow is, hey, the internal guy for us that's setting up those um, gang sheets. If you're able to on the gang sheet, throw a couple more on. So. Almost every order we have, depending on the size of the image, we have, you know, maybe one to three more designs of the DTF prints for that job. We have it all the time where it's like, oh yeah, that that exact same situation. And we're able to just buy it from, you know, buy a Guildin 8000 shirt, comes in the next day and it's done. It doesn't matter if it's 10 color print, right? Because it takes 30 seconds to print, to, to press. And it's done and the customer has it, you know, talk about, again, that, that's, we, we totally re-engineered our whole focus is what, where is this adding the most value for our customers? And we've seen a huge response from our clientele. Can you talk a little bit more about the e-commerce sites and that print on demand, kind of how you're setting that up? Are you doing that all internal mm-hmm. in terms of creating the websites and how it, have you gained even more customers from that just based on word of mouth or how that, how does that work a little bit? We use a specific vendor um, that actually has live inventory with all of our people. So that's been huge. We, um, Printavo had their own e-commerce that was a tied in. It just, it wasn't an ideal fit for us. Um, so we would shop third party. Everything ties in beautifully. Um, again, just being, having the ability to be able to, have our e-commerce tie in directly to our vendors showing the live inventory we can actually set thresholds that so what happens is we can show unlimited items to our customers um they have a nice user interface but if something's under a certain threshold it won't show that either size or color and that specific skew so they don't even know it's an option and it's not an option because we as opposed to before where it's like, okay, we get an order, it goes to our purchasing agent, and he's like, hey, this isn't available. Do you want to tell the customer? Do you want me to find it something comparable? Do you? Again, when there's an issue, there's like four or five things that have to happen. So it's just this wasted motion over and over day. Also, the e-commerce that we're in, system that we've we've implemented, it um, we might have you know twenty stores running at the same time and their individual orders and it, it digitally orders it for us. We're able to just check inventory, push a button and it orders it digitally. So totally with goes around having to go to a purchasing agent to be like, oh, going through you know, a sheet and it takes them two hours to go through. And then there's five conversations that has to happen after that because there's issues within that order. So I'm, we're saving Tons of time, tons of wasted motion every day. 
yeah, you're just immediately streamlining that very complicated or what could be complicated process. And I mean, just the the way that we all are as consumers these days, I don't really want to talk to anyone. I really just want to do this myself. So if it's midnight and I've forgotten to make an order, I can, you know, from Fred, pull up my phone and go, you know, click, 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 done. Um, and so you're, you can get mm-hmm. orders 2 a.m. and you're not having to deal with the back and forth. Yeah. So our big focus right now is like we're going corporate accounts. Uh, we still do quite a bit, a healthy amount of schools and teams and events. Um, but really dialing in on corporate accounts, working out all those processes, um, inventorying the DTF. So we're literally, so our turnaround time, if you're an established corporate store with us, it's rare for you to go more than 72 hours of before and order ships custom, right? Um, no matter what it is. And so feedback from the customers is like, Hey, this is almost like Amazon, right? Oftentimes they're going out 24 hours and that's with, that's us ordering in directly with the vendor, right? It's in produced out. So they're like singing from the hilltops, how great this is. And it's just creating a barrier from us and their competitors from somebody else coming in here and be like, Oh yeah, most orders ship out, you know, 24 to 48 hours. They're going to like, well, no, that's not, what do you mean you don't have to inventory anything? What do you mean? And like that we're just trying to create this chasm for our, for that's beneficial to our customers and a barrier for our competitors. So what is the turnaround time for you ordering, for getting an order in and then you ordering the transfers and then receiving those? So we, so if it's an online store, we pre-order everything. So we'll get a general basis. So the, the shipping of the DTF system. Really, the, the, the biggest variable for our e-commerce store is like if something's so we're in Indiana, right? So if a specific item was out of stock in Ohio and it has to come from Arizona, it's just that transit time. So we're ordering it immediately. It's, so it's just the transit time at this point. It's not the production is not the log chain, which is holy crap. What a what a concept, right? In our customized industry, it's we've eliminated the, the log jam of production. So, and, and, oh, here's the other great part, right? I have somebody calling sick or two people sick in a screen prairie department. We're still getting things done. We're not re oh, get on a press, get on a heat press, start putting things on. Even if it's a, you know, super crazy print design. Well, we could never, if I had two people out of my screen printing department in one day, oh, one person, Oftentimes we are changing the production schedule. Now we're still continuing making moves forward. And and not to mention, it's like how much easier is it is to make an informed decision with what's the barriers? What's the log jams for equipment, right? Because it's always like, okay, do we need to add another auto? And it's like doing that dance. Well, what happens if this customer goes away? Are we buying a cust- are we buying this, you know, hundred thousand dollar press for one customer? to keep them happy and keep going, well, heat presses aren't that expensive, right? And it's super easy to just say, okay, I'm, we're maxed out on, you know, it's pretty easy to figure out how many heat presses we can do, presses we can do a day. It's not so easy to figure that out with screen printing with all the variables, right? Is it humid outside? Is it not humid outside? Is it 
are the pallets warmed up? Is it, you know, are we having a gray barrier base? Are we having discharge prints? Are we, you know, do we have enough clean squeegees and flood bars? Well, all that stuff's gone, right? So you can say, yeah, we print 500 pieces an hour on screen press or 700 pieces an hour. You really audit it. You're probably not. And you're probably printing 200 aggregated, you know, 250, 300. You, you got a couple dual heat presses. You're doing that all day without those variables. And your spoilage rate's gone and customers getting exactly what they want. Like, it's a no-brainer for us. And on your site, it mentions that you offer creative branding solutions. Can you talk mm -hmm. a little bit about that? Do you have designers in-house? Is that for your corporate clients? No. Yeah, so that's that's a lot of our just sales reps and our we have both internal and external designers. Um, just, again, we've re-engineered the whole thing. It's like, if it's not adding value, throw it away. So it's, it's like, stop trying to think what is important to us and jam, jamming that down their clients' throats. Because um, that would happen all the time. It was exhausting. It was like, okay, customer says, here's my artwork. And we say, okay, well, to make this make sense, you have to do, you have to fit into this box and you have to limit these colors. And you have to, you know, if you want a custom Pantone, it's going to cost this much. And now it's just like, yeah, we can do it. Um, so that's a big part of it. And the other thing is like, we're just taking the sort of effort to be cutting edge on both, um, you know, trends and things like that, where account managers were seeing all the, you know, new products, new trends, new decoration methods, the new, uh, you know, placements, of uh, that stuff, you know, just really taking this sort of effort. So we're able to bring these ideas to our customers, which they're like, oh yeah, you know, there's not many companies out there that the person's job that is our customer, that their job is apparel. It's just, it's a thing that they got handed off to them. Right. And it's normally, frankly, a pain in the butt for them because they have to go good size of that to go good, whatever. So we just, we're realistic at recognizing that like, listen, we paint, we know this is a pain in the butt for you. So let us, you focus on what you're supposed to be doing. We'll take the merchandise we'll, and we'll make you look like a hero. So they love it because they're like, because apparel is one of those things like it's a pain in the butt, but if it's wrong, like they get real upset and we look bad, they look bad and it's a huge mess, right? So just again, looking back at it through the eyes of the consumer, like what would we want? If we're, if we're in the HR department of marketing, what would we want? What would make sense for us to do business with us, right? And that's just been, it's been a really healthy exercise for us to filter things that way. Yeah, you bring up such a good point that that's typically not their expertise or they're not designers, but they've been tasked with creating the, you know, company t-shirts for, you know, anniversary party or whatever. And it's like, or even, you know, their corporate, corporate shirts, um, yeah, that's an interesting point to bring up. And then also I was at Impressions Expo and it was brought up um, by a shop owner. And sometimes when people bring in their their designs without DTF, there's a conversation of, well, why don't we go down a couple colors or why don't we change this up a little bit? And that really 
doesn't have to be the case with DTF. People can bring in their designs and pretty much print as is. Do you, do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. We did. Here's a great case study for you. We did last year, uh, one of our corporate accounts, they do, um, they probably have like a thousand employees and they do these team huddle stuff. So like every little, they have team huddles broken through their whole company. And it was always, the company was design focused. So they're, they'd supply vector artwork. It was awesome, right? Usually lots of colors, lots of detail. And they do a full back and they do a left chest of the same design. Well, we screen printed it last year. It looked the full backs looked cool. Left chest, a lot of them did not look as great as they could have because we're taking this, you know, twelve inch full back design with all these intricate details and intricate colors, and then we're shrinking it down to like you know three and a half or four inch left chest. Well, we're losing those details. We're losing all those intricacies on that and now we didn't dtf this year oh not to mention that job probably took like a hundred screens so my pre-press people and my setup teams and everybody else is just like pulling their hair out now this year we want dtf same job like identical it's done in a day and it looks the detail holds right so we have no scrap the detail looks fantastic and the customers getting it in at least a week before they did the previous year. So yeah, what a better, you you know, what a crazy idea that the customer had a better experience, right? Could they tell the difference or did they notice anything in terms of quality or turnaround time? No, I mean, they had just a better experience. I mean, in terms of quality, they probably, I thought it felt way better because you're not having this bulletproof print you know, screen print that's heavy lay down. Um, not, now, I will say like, if you don't have a good DTF vendor, like there's there's poor DTF out there. So you have to be specific with like testing out things. We, we were just really dialed in. So when we made that decision last January to go up after value add for our customers, we did our research with who was going to be a good um, vendor for us to be buying our prints from. Um, we found a couple of rock stars and I mean, in terms of the feel of them, it feels either like you screen printed it with them, then he pressed it afterwards, or it's a real, you know, almost like a water base prey. Um, we're really, really happy with the customers are thrilled. Yeah. That's a pretty strong statement. Uh, for DTF. Yeah, just a little bit about that process, um, just for people who may be considering the same thing. And maybe maybe this isn't the biggest tip that you, or takeaway that you would say, but trying to dial in and finding the right vendor for you. How did you decide that? Did you do a lot of beta testing? Did you work with multiple vendors? Then what was the final call for who you're working with now? It was cost and turnaround time and quality. For us, uh, we checked out, lot, we talked to lots of people in the industry. Who are they using? Who aren't they using? Um, stuff like that. We're, that's, you know, that's been a, a journey, um, you know, because we, we weren't only doing that research. We were also washing stuff. So it was like, yeah, we were finding that there, some vendors was like, hey, this felt pretty good. 
and then it wouldn't hold up well in you know a couple washes so just doing that that testing before we got really excited behind it because i mean to be frank with you my i, I made this pitch in to my sales reps in like last november before we made a, the jump and they were like yeah that sounds cool but we'll just have to wait and see you know they weren't because it was a fundamental change in our business um so my sales guys are thrilled because they're not having to they're not having to field emails or customers like hey why is this green a little bit off or this blue or this you know whatever and then having to go take the time and explain well you know this is this and then blah 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 um so yeah that's been doing the research for the and doing lots of testing um, before we just like want both feet in with better faster cheaper almost seems impossible that's what everybody wants and but usually you're gonna say okay well i'm just gonna get something maybe a little bit cheaper but that quality is not gonna be there or maybe i can get something faster but it's going to be more expensive it, it seems like you're hitting all three with this move which is is pretty great oh yeah and like so the the other part is we've had we have to pay for shipping, right? For the DTFs to do it. So we just implemented, uh, we have a flat processing fee now on all of our invoices. So not only is this covering, we're ordering DTFs daily, a lot of them. So we are not only, we've turned that into a revenue stream for us. So we're making, you know, we might process 3000 orders a year. Well, now we're getting paid on every single one of those for like a processing fee. So not only are we covering the shipping of the DTS, it's we're actually making a profitability center for it. So, and we've had like zero, say zero, we may have had two clients out of uh, the last thousand orders we've processed say something and not, and quite frankly, the, the clients say like, no, maybe this you're not in the industry for market for customized apparel. So that's a, a great tip. Yeah. Include those, the shipping prices and your cost. Now, are you having your customers pay up front or is there a discount for them if they're paying up front? What does that payment process look like? So that's one of the things that, um, Printable is awesome at. Um, so we are the vast majority of our customers are, uh, pay up front. Unless like for whatever situations they can't, they're school or they're a large corporation where it's like they have to go through their accounts receivable or payable department. Um, so if they're, unless there's a legitimate reason they can't pay up front, the require payment up front for customers. And Printable is able to handle all that stuff. So we're just going to really shout out to Printable. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I think that there are many, many shop owners who have gone that route and seen a big change in their business instead of having to wait on that invoice and wait either the month or then someone's delayed and that really bogs up your business. And so to get that payment up front, you're not worrying about it. And the customer is going to get get their, their prints and they're just merrily rolling along. Well, and here's the other thing, right? Like 
we were we actually were pushing back up against pain up front and the reason being we weren't confident before this change that we could hold up our end of the bargain consistently so what we didn't want to do was say you pay up front and then uh you are going to come the day of your enhanced date because we're scrambling to get this done or hey, we got everything done, but we had three pieces that got scrapped or whatever. So strategically, we're like, we really don't. We want to get paid up front, but we're not confident enough that because of all the variables and turnaround times and, gosh, you know, through the COVID and supply chains and stuff like that. Uh, but now with DTFs, it's like, we can just do the math on it, right? We're going to do the math. We know we have to reverse engineer. We need the state. The event state's here. We need to get them ordered here. So now it's like something has to go critically bad in our processes not being followed for our due dates not to get hit. And not only hit, like we pad everything, right? So it's not uncommon daily for our customers to be like, call or email and say, Hey, I just want to make sure this was not a mistake. You said it was going to be Friday. It's Wednesday and it's done. Is that, am I good to come over and pick this up? It's like, yeah, right. I mean, novel concept, you know, over deliver under promise. Um, you know, our, again, our, just, we re-looked at it. Like what's, what would we want as a consumer? Um, and yeah, our, our success rate with that change has been great. What a great problem to have or a great question to be asked. It's early. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Are, are we all good here? No, no, that's awesome. Yep. And yeah, I think we all have a little bit of COVID PTSD, whatever that looks like, but specifically with shipping and having things, you know, in stock that, that stress. But, um, from what I'm understanding oh, it was, specifically in the print industry, it's, that's kind of, we're, we're in a much better spot now. It was terrible. Like we we actually, I have a software company too. It's called DecoFlow, D-E-C-O-F-L-O. Um, we actually created a receiving app that ties into Printavo because of COVID. Because we're like, this is impossible to try to hit enhanced dates, to try to hit everything and not have any idea where things are going. So we actually did a whole rollout software solution, which has been great. We use it at my shop and there's only tons of other shops around the country that use it. But yeah, just the PTSD is a real thing with COVID. And, you know, if you haven't gone through it, it's, yeah, it's a real thing. So any, maybe your top tip for someone who's considering the transition or even at least just the adoption maybe they're gonna like you yourself you know you've kept some some autos you're still doing some screen printing you're not making the full move just to go completely dtf but uh for those mm -hmm. listening you know do you have any tips from those beginning days of of the transition of the transition or starting the company because those are two different questions um <laughs> well with start DTF from, specifically, from. but sure, we you can ask answer yeah. both. I'm sure people would love to love to hear the the beginning days challenges and then the now DTF challenges. Yeah, well, I'm thirty, I'm thirty eight, and I have pretty white hair, so that can tell you going starting a company out of college and uh, going through COVID and a recession. Um, that speaks for itself. In terms of the transition, 
it, um, just do your research, talk to lots of people. Don't be, you know, one thing in our industry is I think sometimes there's, there's this tribal knowledge and it's like, I don't, you know, I have something, spe- I have something so special. I don't want to talk to anybody about it because if they know about it then it'll get out. Well, your idea is probably not new. Um, and there's probably some things that if you just talk to people in, in our industry, it's really cool. Like people want to help. It's not like that. Like I could call, I could go in down to Indy, Indianapolis and call some shops. And I would today, and I would, they would let me walk through. First time I talked to them. like people are awesome in this industry, as big as it is. And as at the same time, as niche as it is, people, the vast majority of people want to help each other. Um, so just talk to lots of people. What are you doing? Like I, I reached out to um, Shirtcon. No, I'm sorry, not Shirtcon. Um, I forget. It was somebody else that I follow on Instagram. I was like, hey, who, how are you buying your, your presses, your GTF presses? And he's like, there, here's a link. You know, this, this is what I did and blah, blah, blah. Like, just t- having those conversations. Uh, it's been awesome. People people want to help, you know. It's entrepreneurs want to help. People want to help. It's it's great. So having those conversations, doing your testing, you know, still have those conversations, but verify for yourself that it makes a good, good fit. So if somebody says, oh, you got to use my guy. Okay, cool. Do a couple of test orders. Do some shop shirts for yourself. Order them in. Have your staff wear them. Wash them yourself. See what happens in thirty days. Like, are you still happy with it? You know, you let those all those real life variables work themselves out. Yeah, I think that's what's so great about this industry is that everyone is open to sharing what works for them. It may not work for you, as you just mentioned. You definitely have to test it great, great tip, but it's really nice when you can call up any shop or message them on Instagram and say, Hey, do you mind if I pop by or do you have time to chat and just give me a little bit of an update on, you know, how you're doing this? Because Mm -hmm. I, I, and I think there's a little bit of aspiration there too. You're looking at other shops saying, that's what I want to do. How are they doing this? And people are most likely open to that because, you know, maybe some of like the business and processes stuff, you know, are very unique, but at the end of the day, everyone's somewhat doing the same thing and there's a ton of ton of you know clients and customers for everyone Um, and i think that's what makes this industry a little bit more unique compared to others not wanting to share their secret sauces but i i agree i think you know instead of maybe being dialed into just one person talk to other shop owners talk to vendors talk to suppliers check out industry you know publications and newsletters and dtf.com uh and you know you're gonna get a wide range of information and then you can dial it into what works for you and i really like that idea of having your own employees wear the shirts test them out they're gonna give you the greatest feedback because they know what they're looking for yeah and everybody washes their stuff different everybody wears different wear and tear so it's like okay that's that was the first that was actually the first thing we did was we made shop shirts out of the different vendors that we were testing we're like, if this is going to hold up, this is going to be a good, it's, it's, it's a safe case study, right? We're not going to burn any bridges with customers if this falls apart or whatever. Um, yeah. And not to mention like now for shop shirts, I don't have to print 
a whole box and I can just order in, hey, we have a new hire. Okay, you know, what size do you want? We're large? Okay. I uh, got five shirts, size large, ordered in. They're going to be done tomorrow. And I don't have to run, you know, a case of them for, and everybody's different sizes. So. And then they can print their own shirt and learn the heat presses themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect training. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tyler, this has been great. Is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with? Anything that we didn't discuss that you feel as though the DTF world needs to know? No, just, you know, you, you got to make it work for you. So it's, it may not be a good fit for everybody, but it, if what I've talked about piques people's interests, you know, start doing your research, start going down those rabbit holes, start having conversations with people, you know, I'm always a resource. DTF.com is always a resource. You know, there's people want to talk about their successes. Um, so don't be bashful. Just reach out, have some conversations, do some testing. Um, yeah, move the industry forward. You know, if you have new ideas, like don't be afraid to be like, hey, this is on a coding app. Like, just the, the ceiling's so much higher for DTF than you don't have nearly the constraints as you do with other declaration techniques. So we're, I'm thrilled with the industry with where it's going. Um, you know, you just saw MNR just came out with their own DTF printer. So like, yeah, talk about a shot over the bow, right? If MNR is doing DTFs, there's obviously some traction with the industry building. Yeah, definitely. It seems like major manufacturers are adopting or moving into that space and you know, if you already are connected with that OEM, then you already know whether you're going to have good customer service, whether you're going to have good reps, you know, that's an easy entry point if you've already got that connection. All right, Tyler, where can we find you? Where can we find Springer Design? Website, Instagram? Yeah, uh, Facebook, Instagram, primarily. Uh, just search Springer Design. Um, like I said, I also have a software company. It's called DecaFlow. We have some really cool uh, products coming out. So it's D-E-C-O-F-L-O.com. Join our mailing list. We actually have a new product coming out for DTFs. So if you are if you like DTFs, I would suggest joining our mailing list to see some new products coming out here in the next um, probably three months. Uh, but yeah, connect with me. Shoot me a DM. Um, I'm more than happy to help, you know, problem solve stuff. I've helped lots of companies with their with my software company, with the receiving app, like I've talked to, can't t- tell you how many hundreds of shops, just looking at their processes, right? Like, okay, have you ever thought about doing it this way? Would this make sense? And they're like, oh, no, we just always done it this way because this is the way we've always done it, right? Um, I love just having conversations. It doesn't have to be, you know, I don't, I, I didn't get in this industry because I love t-shirts. I don't have this burning desire. You know, for t- I love, I love business. I love people. I love, you know, uh, making incremental daily improvements. Uh, that's the stuff that gets me out of bed in the morning. So yeah, don't, don't be a stranger. That's great. Well, thank you for joining us, Tyler. Uh, we'll catch everyone on the next episode of DTF printing podcast. Thanks for listening.